Hi, I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. Today we'll be in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Now the purpose of Bible on the Beach is disciples making disciples, churches planting churches. I want us to have an understanding of each portion of the Bible, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through it, apply it to our life. This is what it has meant for hundreds of years to follow Jesus. So this is my part to help you do this. So today, I'd like you to open up to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. We're going to be looking at the day of Pentecost and how the Holy Spirit began to move through this little group of believers. Now, God moved through this little group of believers. He also wants to move in and through our lives, no matter how significant or insignificant we feel. God wants to do things in us and through us. <clears throat> now, verse 1 says, On the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly, <clears throat> they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Then, all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned <laughs> what in the world is happening here now remember <clears throat> Jesus had told them to wait Jesus had told them to pray they did both of those things they also made a godly decision in choosing Matthias to be a leader and now the foundation was laid and the table was set for an overwhelming over abundance empowering of the Holy Spirit in a supernatural way. Now God did a miracle here because they felt the wind of the Holy Spirit and they actually put a tongue of fire above each of them to speak in tongues. Now what is happening here? It says that they were empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. God was teaching them that they were going to be his witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the utter ends of the earth. And this was a sign that God was with them because they were speaking in languages. Many of them were going to go and disciple people and start churches in these areas that they didn't even know the language. This was a sign ahead of time of what God was going to do in them and through them it was like a premonition. It was like God saying, I told you that you were going to go to the utter ends of the earth. And in fact, I'm going to show you right now that you're going to speak these languages and you've not been there or even met these people. Wow. <clears throat> this is a prophetic, a prophetic miracle for the people there that experience this. Now, sometimes in your life, you will feel God putting something on your heart way before it happens. 
and it can be uh, amazing and it can be powerful and that's what happened here <clears throat> and look at verse 5 it says now at that time there were Jewish worshipers who had immigrated from many different lands to live in Jerusalem so I want you to understand something <clears throat> this was both for the people there that experienced this miracle God working through believers putting aside a fire helping them speak a language that they had never heard but it was also for the people that were there that didn't yet know the Lord look at verse 6 when the people of the city heard the roaring sound so not only did the disciples hear this roaring wind and and they were experiencing this speaking of other languages but other people heard it who had no idea what was happening it says crowds came to where it was coming from stunned over what was happening because each one could hear the disciples speaking in his or her own language so there's a principle here that whenever God does a miracle yes it's for you it's also for someone who doesn't know the Lord every time miracles are not either or they're both and God does it for you and he also does it for someone else. That's the outline, that's the understanding that we see here in Acts chapter two. So God does it for you, but also that you could bless someone else. Whenever God gives you something, a spiritual gift or a spiritual experience, it isn't just for you, it's also to encourage someone else that doesn't know the Lord. Now, look at verse seven, it says, bewildered, they said to one another, aren't these all Galileans? See, they didn't understand what was happening. This is the miracle. It's only a miracle if you can't understand it. It's only a miracle if you don't have a context for interpretation. So how is it that we hear them speaking in our own languages? And they knew, they knew this was a miracle because they knew that Galileans couldn't have been where they grew up to, be, to have learned their language. This is both a linguistic miracle, but it's also a cultural miracle. And there's also a principle here about when you're going to reach people, you have to speak their language. Not your language, their language. Why? because language drives culture. If you're ever gonna reach people, you have to learn to speak their language and understand their culture. That's the idea of Jesus coming out of heaven and coming to earth, He to speak our language. Jesus modeled it, then when he moved, he taught it to his earliest disciples so that he could teach us something we have to understand people's language and we have to understand their culture if we're going to be able to uh, help them learn about God. Now it says here, they were all filled. Um, it says, when the people of the city heard the roaring sound, crowds came running to where it was coming from, stunned over what was happening, because each one could hear the disciples speaking in his or her own language. Now bewildered, they said to one another, aren't these all Galileans? So how is it that we hear them speaking in our own languages? We are Northeastern Iranians, Northwestern Iranians, Elamites, and those from Mesopotamia, Judea, 
East Central Turkey, the coastal areas of the Black Sea, Asia, North Central Turkey, Southern Turkey, Egypt, Libyans who are neighbors of Cyrene, visitors from all over the Roman Empire, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking of God's mighty wonders in our own dialects. <clears throat> this goes back to my first experience when I really learned about God. It was actually about way at that point out there, I was at a surf spot called Trussell's when I was a teenager, <clears throat> and I grew up going to a, um, a Catholic church, and uh, my father also um, practiced some, some meditation, some, some of those things, and when I was out surfing, I was waiting for a wave, and two other surfers asked me to go to church, and I was, I was living in La Habra at the time, because that's where I grew up, and I was 50 mi 55 miles from home, out surfing uppers, which is still my favorite spot, still where I like to go surfing every morning, but now I live in St. Clemente and I get to ride my e-bike there. It's a lot easier than driving um, on the freeway uh, to get to the beach and go surfing, so I'm, I'm blessed for that. But I sat there, these guys invited me to church, and I ended up going. And I always look back on that experience in my life, and I am reminded that God met me where I was at. I mean, I was waiting for a wave, and God sent two surfers to invite me to church. There's a lesson here. God always meets us where we're at. God doesn't meet people where you want them to be met. God meets people where they are. That's why we go into all the world we share about the Lord. We don't wait for people to come to us. We go to them. We go. And in the going, God shows up and does amazing things because God created those people and loves those people and cares about those people way more than we ever could. But in the act of going and in the act of being obedient, God meets us along the way and does amazing things just like he did here and I want you to notice they all stood there dumbfounded and astonished you know when God's really moving people will have no explanation and there's a reason for that and it's because God wants to make it abundantly clear to people how real he is, how powerful he is, how awesome he is, and he can only do that in circumstances and settings that totally are outside our conception of reality. And God will show up and he will speak to people and he will work in people's lives and he will do amazing things, just like he did here, so much so, that they were dumbfounded and astonished. In fact, a lot of the times in my life when I've really felt God move, there was there was nothing to say about it. It was just like, wow, that was God. That's all you say. Wow, that was powerful. Wow, that was God. And that's the correct the correct response. God just can move mightily. In fact, I don't ever want 
you to ever believe that someone is too big for God to reach or too far from God to love them and heal them and move in their life. You know, God loves to reach people that are far from him. He loves to go and have a, a relationship with people that are far from him. And he does, it in, he does it in amazing ways. In fact, they were saying to one another, what is this phenomenon? You know, when people really start seeing God and what he can do in their life, they want it. They want more of it. Don't ever apologize for the beautiful things that God is doing in your life and through your life. It's all a testimony to him and how wonderful and how amazing and how glorious he is in our lives. So, and it is a phenomenon because it's phenomenal. And God is both. God is a phenomenon and he's phenomenal. We just want people to experience that in their life just like just like we have <clears throat> but <clears throat> verse 13 but others poked fun at them and said they're just drunk on new wine now <clears throat> I understand this because I've always been a smart ass uh, in junior high I was a smart ass in high school I was a smart ass and so I understand the frame of reference when people just South Park everything they just make fun of it and cast light and make jokes and try to just blow it off and you'll have this in your life God God will do absolute miracles and there'll always be a few people that'll make fun of it God will do miracles in your life God will do miracles through your life God will use you to do crazy things and there will be there'll always be one or two people that will make fun of it and I want to say something I've learned in my life that praise and criticism are both good things because one causes you to point to God. When you get praise from people, point to God. And when you get criticism, pray to God. Both of them are good. One of them, you can say God is good. The other one will keep you humble. Both of them are fine. When I was younger, I used to get mad. I don't anymore. Because even criticism can be used to keep you humble and keep you focused on what God wants to do and to pray for people. And, and for me in my life, I've always been um, a clown. So it gives me heart to pray for other people that are clowns and people that make fun of everything. And just because people make fun of something doesn't mean that God is through with them or has forgotten about them. God loves people even that make jokes about the beautiful, amazing things that he can do in this world. Now, this just, this whole experience here in the first part of Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, this is just going to set us up for Peter's sermon that he's about to give. Now this sermon is really, really exciting because if you remember, Peter's had quite a history with Jesus, and the next time we get together, we're gonna get we're we're gonna begin to see what Jesus saw in Peter and how it began to manifest 
and work through Peter's life. You know, wherever you are, God wants to work through you. God has a plan for you. God wants to give you power. God wants to give you his presence. God wants to walk with you every single day. You just have to ask him. You have to say, God help me to walk with you, to follow you, forgive me, empower me, send me on uh, the path that you have for me, not the path that I want, not the path that leads to destruction, but the path that leads to life. Put me on it, keep me on it, fill me on it, and keep me doing your will here on earth. Man, if you prayed that right now, if you meant that, God is going to guide you. God is going to direct you. And he is going to fill you. And he is going to be with you every single day. I hope that Bible on the Beach today has been an encouragement to you. That's my heart behind this. I want to see disciples make disciples and churches plant churches. And if you got something out of this today, would you please subscribe uh, to it so that you can get these. Um, I'm doing a few of them a week. And... Um, also, if you can tell someone else about it, that is how I want people to learn about uh, Bible on the Beach is by you telling them. So take a moment and share this today with someone, and I pray that God gives you the strength and the grace to have an amazing day today. Thank you so much for watching.